Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Psychic Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Haig. Let's get magical. good I'm I'm, so excited to be here me too I'm so glad that you decided to come on here this is Nikki Revis she is a coach Uh, she also owns a gym called Rev Fitness in Hurricane Utah right Hurricane or Hurricane it's Hurricane but if you see it spelt it is Hurricane and I am from Florida so I'm very familiar with hurricanes and that was a very big struggle in transition in English when Everybody told me that I had to pronounce it that way. There was some (laughs) resistance to that for a while, but I've worked through it. It is Hurricane Utah. I love it. Awesome. We met at She Sparks, which was a women's networking group down in St. George, Utah. And I wanted to get right into what you do as a coach. Um, You incorporate movement, mindset, and manifestation. Can you tell us a little bit more about all that? Yeah. I mean, I guess just to preface it, to go a little bit back is my journey very much started in the the physical realm. It very much started with, I experienced a physical transformation with my body through health and fitness. And so hence how and why I am a gym owner. I've been a personal trainer for a decade. And that's also kind of when I met Naomi, I was in that mastermind to really help uh, my new growing business. And so I became very connected to and gained a very large understanding of the human body, worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women. And there were very clear disconnects where scientifically things should be working. Scientifically, if you do X, Y, and Z, then A, B, and C happens. And this is how scientifically things work in the world. And I'm like, there is a problem here. There are things that don't make sense. There are still people struggling. There is not a one size fits all. And then society is just constantly feeding all of this information. And so people are lost. They're doing all the quote unquote right things but they are lost. So this journey really took me into the brain to understand chemically. I, again, very started very much, very much in the physical realm. And I needed to know and understand all the hows and all the patterns and the who's, what's, and why's question everything. Mm -hmm. And so that really moved me into the mindset space and understanding the brain and neuroplasticity and rewiring and all of those concepts. And so I started to integrate mindset into my physical and and personal training business. And I found a lot of joy in there, but there was still something missing. There was this other piece. And so really ultimately through this combination of 
using the human body, using the human brain, that you start to awaken and connect and realize that there's this third piece. There is our, you know, spiritual being and existence. And really you're not whole without the integration of all of it. And it, again, it started very much because of personal training, but now obviously I do more of the alignment coaching is by utilizing all three pieces. That's how we come to know what we need to do as an individual. And it's not going to look and feel and be remotely the same as anybody else's experience. And so really what I do is I help people regain clarity on their own alignment and tap into and tune into their own sense of knowing their own ability to their, yeah, their inner knowing their own ability to navigate this human experience. And really it, it, I have found that it requires the utilization of the human body, understanding and utilizing the human brain And then bringing in that last really crucial, important piece of your spiritual being. I love that. I love that so much. And I love that you found that it's not a one size fits all. Like everybody is different and even in their alignment, like we throw out the word alignment a lot nowadays and, you know, you think of it kind of like success, like society starts to put a definition together based off of all the people that are throwing the word out there. Right. Yeah. So so when you think of alignment, you, you start to kind of formulate, okay, what is, what have I heard from everybody else? And, you know, eventually we, we collectively come to a definition and I feel like alignment, you know, and, and, and from what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, alignment isn't one definition for every person like it's 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 very individual and but I I guess I think of it in terms of a noun almost like oh alignment is this noun but I I feel like alignment is more of a verb you know (laughs) it's, it's an action word it's the process of finding alignment it's the process of coming to clarity and realization. So what was kind of the transition piece, I guess, for you going from being a gym owner to stepping into this? Like you, you said that, you know, as you were coaching people, you kind of noticed that, but what was like the, the part where you're like, okay, I got to step into this fully. Was there something that happened with you specifically, personally, that made it be like, okay, this is this is a thing, and and I do have to follow this, or was it a client, or how did that how did that turn out? Oh, it, it was definitely a whole thing, and it was a, a very it was actually a very slow. It could have been a lot quicker, you know. You know, you don't know what you don't know until you experience it, and now it's like, huh there were shortcuts and, and there were signs and there were symptoms all around. And I could have made the leap a lot sooner, a lot, a lot faster, but obviously everything happens in exactly the way that it is. But ultimately I started to experience really extreme burnout in my business. So it was actually more of a me thing. I have one of my superpowers is this pattern, this ability to identify patterns, this pattern identification uh, ability in, I can make it all makes sense. So that 
you know, that helped bring some clues and some pieces together. But so often, especially as a coach, I feel like this can be more common than not is that you get so consumed in your work and working through everybody else's work that it's very easy to negate your own work or think that and see some progress, right? Not to say that I was stagnant, but I was so consumed in all of the doing, especially as a business owner, that that consumed everything. And I could feel it in my physical body. I was exhausted and every day felt like a chore and my body just started to respond. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Where is this anxiety? What is it teaching me? What do I need to know? What do I need to do? But again, sometimes our biggest blind spots are our own blind spots. And so it took a lot of inner work to start to see what I had been overlooking and realize that I was wearing a lot of hats that were pulling me out of alignment. My priorities were very conditioned priorities. They were very societal priorities. And it was this process of learning to really challenge those conditionings and say like, but like, what if I can do it different? And that defies logic, which was part of my, what I would pride myself, my superpower was. And so really this dance of challenging my logical mind and then seeing what was on the other side of that and watching the magic and the miracles and the lightness and the ease and the flow and the love and this expansive joy that started to crawl back into my life. I was now breaking norms, breaking down conditions. And that's when I really started to experience a deeper a spiritual connection, if you will, and this really full circle, comprehensive understanding that that was the missing piece is that I was using my brain and it's phenomenal and it's fantastic. It's miraculous. And I was using my body, but I wasn't listening and I wasn't putting all the pieces together until finally the physical symptoms started to show up. And I'm like, I am not okay but my life is fine. Like, what is this? So really, it was really quite extreme burnout for several years of trying to push and grit and will my way to the top like I had done for so long that I started to have to try something different. You know, at some point you have to realize something is not working and it's okay to stop forcing that experience and open yourself up to something new, look inward, start to connect with yourself and start to understand that your story and your experience and your truth can look and feel different than anybody else's. And as you practice this dance, it gets easier and easier and easier to pick up on those clues and to tune in. And now leading from that is so much easier than before when I was just leading with logic. The heaviness and and what we consider burnout is because we're not like firing on all cylinders, right? <laughs> like we're, we're, we're missing a cylinder that we haven't tapped into. And that's part of our gas tank, at, you know, every day. And if we're only working with our brain and our physical body, you know, it's, eventually it's just like, okay, this is harder. It gets getting harder and harder and it's heavier. And especially around this new 
whatever we want to call it, transition time in this lifetime that we've all are, you know, currently in and, and have experienced in the last few years, the spiritual aspects of ourselves are demanding more attention. They are not letting us push that away anymore. They're like, oh yeah, no, this is going to be a thing. And it's like our mind and our body are already set to work with the spiritual. And so they're going to shut off if we don't listen. And, you know, it's like everyone's, all three of them are on the same team now. Like before it was okay to just have body and mind and, and they could take it, they could handle it. Right. And now it's like, oh, nope, we got a new team member. They've always been there, but we're getting them off the bench and they're not, you can't put them back on the bench, right? You gotta, you gotta play them. (laughs) And if we don't play as a team, we're not going to win. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. And that was exactly my experiences. My body was like, Hey, we're going to keep screaming at you until you take a hint. Like, Hey, we need our players. We need all of them. And that's the only way that this whole thing is actually going to work. Yeah, for sure. And so you talked about when you were going within some of the things that I guess uncovered um, around like societal conditioning that you had for yourself and, and how you were operating. Can you just give us a few examples of some of those things that came up for you that you had to reprogram or release and create new programs for? Yeah. Uh, so I was definitely operating. And again, I would, I kind of prided myself in this power and ability to hustle and grind and push and force. I have always been a boss manifester. I mean, like ask my family, my everybody would be like, Nikki always gets what she wants. So this has been something that I've always been able to do. And that I knew that obviously if you believe it, then I, if I can think it, then I can have it, I can create it, but it was very manically. It was definitely in the energy of like manic manipulation. We're like, no, I've got to work hard. I've got to just push harder. I've got to invest more time, more energy. If I just do more, then I can have more and then I can be more. So it was in all of the doing and this idea and this concept that less is more and that you can actually relax and allow and that you can surrender and trust and that you can attract and it can come to you was so foreign. And so again, kind of pushing against the logic, the logical mind that says, no, this is the one path from A to B. This is how we're going to pragmatically take ourselves to this destination. And I'd always very successfully navigated myself from A to B. So it served me tremendously, but my body was like, all right, enough is enough. You've proved your manifesting abilities. You've proved to yourself that you can work hard, that you can be a high producer, that you can be a hustler. But also when we get to the root of all of those tendencies, when I really started to do my shadow work and really started to go in, seeing that so much of that behavior was attached to my lack of worthiness. So I thought if I just worked harder, if I just did more, the more that I, then the worthier I became, right? for all the things that I wanted. And so as you go in and you begin to heal the the inner child, you start to connect with those wounds and those traumas, then suddenly you begin to detach from the need to prove anything to anyone. So then suddenly you're looking at these old patterns and habits and beliefs 
I don't need to do that anymore. I don't even want to do that anymore. That's what my body has been screaming at me and telling me. That's why I'm so exhausted is because I don't, I don't need that anymore. That no longer serves me. And so what, what do I want to do instead? And that's part of the process too, of really getting to know yourself is, well, if I didn't have to do that, if I didn't have to grit and I didn't have to grind and I didn't have to prove my worth to anybody, what would I do? How would I want to show up? What would I want to create? And you can just, you know, the questions go on forever and ever and ever. And the energy returns and is restored. It was like that energy that was like, there was never enough time. There was never enough energy. And I was just living in this scarcity mindset without even realizing that I was living in a scarcity mindset because I'm like, oh no, abundance and I'm making more money and blah, blah, blah. blah. But yet in this constant state of not enough, there's not enough time. There's not enough me's. There's too much to do which is ultimately rooted in, in that scarcity. And as you begin to see that and you begin to release that and detach because you begin to heal and integrate all of these parts that have been just dying to come up for air and to be seen and to be acknowledged and validated. And as you do that, suddenly time becomes expansive again. Energy flourishes. You're like, I have, I always have exactly enough energy to do exactly all of the things that I want to do. Not need with quotations, air quotes, not what I think I should be doing, but what I want to do when it aligns with that desire, that deep desire, the energy, the time, the resources show up. So this concept of relax and allow just started to, I could see the proof in the pudding. The more that I trusted and allowed and tried it on. And obviously I, I was one of those, like I had to dip my toe in a little bit at a time and then, and then down to my knee and then waste. And the next thing I know, I'm just like full sending in this total free fall of, nope, that doesn't make sense, but we're going with it. We're doing it. And the more I fall into this free flow state, the bigger the miracles get, the bigger, the more expansive, the more abundant this existence becomes. And make it make sense logically, you probably won't, you know, because I've been there and I, I've tried to, but once you experience it, you can't not know it. Yes. Yes. Totally agree with all of that. And I did the same, you know, kind of process too. And from the people that I've helped work through shadow work is what we call it, where you're really just pulling out these old beliefs that are in the subconscious and you're pulling them forward from the shadows, you know, so to speak. Well, what is it that I'm telling myself? What is it that I believe right now? What is it that, you know, I'm ashamed of, or I'm afraid of, or I'm, you know, I have judgment over, you know, that's, that's for myself. If you hear the term shadow work, that's usually what people are talking about. So for people that, you've coached along the way that are having a hard time. How have you helped people drop into that space if they're, especially for people like like us that have been more analytical, more logical, and have, you know, very much prided ourselves on being able to figure things out logically and, and make sense of it. We had to kind of train ourselves on how to do that. But how do you help other people that are in similar things, but maybe have done it, you know, are, are in a different headspace than, than where you were. How do you walk them through that? This is a great question. And one that I get asked all the time. And 
A, I do appreciate that more and more science is coming around to all of this. So it helps for the logical minds to just say like, there is more and more science to support the unexplainable, right? But with that, I always say, start with the, with the physical, start with the body because we haven't been out conditioned to trust our primitive instincts. So if we are hungry, we know when we're hungry. If we're thirsty, we still know that we're thirsty. If we are turned on and want to reproduce, we know when we want to reproduce, right? So luckily we haven't been out conditioned out of those primitive instincts and feelings. And that that is another form, a very physical, in this physical realm, a very physical manifestation of a desire and a need, an internal need. So that's kind of the first place that I start is when those desires or those instincts or those things show up, slow down and be with it, get familiar. And, and even you can ask yourself yes and yes and no questions right now, like, ask yourself, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you turned on? And you will know the yes or no response really quickly. And as you get familiar with those yes and no responses in your body, do they travel up? Do they travel down? Are they higher in your body? Do you feel them lower in your body? Where are these responses coming from? And you trust them, right? Like you can, you can feel that response and you trust that response and you take action on that response. So I always say, just start with the primitive because we haven't been conditioned out of trusting that yet. So then once you really start to fine tune and understand your yes and no responses, that kind of black and white, then you can start to expand and you can get a little bit more emotional. Am I happy? Yes or no. Am I sad? Yes or no. And you can start to really tap into the emotional a little bit more. And I find, especially with emotions, because they are our greatest teachers and they're merely just there to be the messengers, we start to have this cellular response and we start to be able to really connect to what our bodies are saying and when they're saying it, when we really start to feel and unpack how emotions show up in our bodies. So I think a beautiful way to take ourselves to the spiritual, and granted, again, everybody's journey is different, but that's always a great grounding starting place is let's connect to what we already know. And that's already happening all the time, all day long for you. And then let's expand. And then let's move into the emotions. And where do you feel those emotions? What do they look like? What do they taste like? What do they feel like in your body? Where are you experiencing it? What might those emotions be telling you? And as you start to unpack that, you start to notice, oh, when I think this or this is happening, I notice the hair on my arms start to stand up, or I notice that I get this little shiver up my spine or all of these different things. Or if you, you know, if you see things, if you hear things, all of those six senses, if you will, start to show up as we connect with our present here and now and connect with our physical body and then our emotions. And then ultimately it's almost like this inevitable next step that you will start to connect with the things that you can't quite make sense of. And then suddenly the things that used to not make sense, make a whole lot of sense, but maybe not to the masses or society. I love that you said, you know, to just take some time. And I feel like that's something 
at least, you know, for the people that I, a lot of people that I've coached, it's like, well, how do I get quiet enough? Like, as soon as I sit down, my mind starts racing or, you know, I don't really know what my body's feeling because my mind is just, just going and going. And I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that. And well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm feeling this, maybe I'm feeling that maybe it's this not, you know? And so I, I feel like a lot of people have a hard time getting even into their body, even though we're always with our body. Right. But, (laughs) and so what kind of advice would you give for that? I actually think it can be valuable and powerful to give permission for the mind to be as noisy as it wants to be. And some, cause sometimes it just gets noisy because it's like in resistance, you know, it wants to be in control. And when it doesn't feel in control, it doesn't know, and it can't predict and it can't protect you. And so I think sometimes we are so focused on like, no, shush, 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 shush. You have to be quiet. You have to stop. I need to meditate. I need to clear my mind. But sometimes just in the acknowledgement of like, thanks brain for doing your thing. I see you acknowledging it and allowing it to be busy. And then while it's doing that thing with that acknowledgement, A, oftentimes it dissolves the power that it has over us. And it begins to open up this space for us to see beyond the mind. So it's like the mind is always going to be there. It's like the all the web browsers always operating in the background. You don't just flip a switch and keep it turned off. It's designed to keep your heart pumping and your lungs breathing and all of your physical being. So it's going to be busy. It's going to show up. So I think also breaking the stigma of what meditation exactly is or the exactness of what that should be or should look like or should feel like and give yourself full permission to just experience whatever it is that you're experiencing. Because even just acknowledging, slowing down enough to acknowledge that your mind is busy is a form of presence is a form of meditation and hyper-awareness of, oh, wow, my mind is really busy. Like you just brought your awareness away from all the to-doing and all the busyness of the world. And you literally brought yourself back to your body. And that really is the first step is just being with your body and starting to pay attention to what it is doing in the here and in the now. And as we start to do that, again, it's just kind of this inevitability, this process, especially when we get intentional, just getting intentional about making time and space. If it's a two minute quote unquote meditation and you just sit there and think about how busy your mind is, that's a start. And that's an incredible start because you are practicing being with your body. You're practicing getting to know your busy mind. Where is it taking you? What is it thinking? Oh, why might it be thinking that? And like following these little trailheads to see where they lead and what comes up. So, and with that, as you practice that, again, you dissolve the resistance that starts to show up. So it does start to get quieter and you do start to gain more control over it where you can quiet it and you can, it kind of just gets expansive, but so many people want to go from zero to a hundred really quick. And this is a process and it starts with just getting to know your body. Right. Oh, I love that. And I love that you talked about just having it be, you know, like just acknowledging it and like, but that itself makes you present. It's like, oh, this is what I'm thinking about right now. Or, oh, taught a class on mediumship uh, this week. And uh, as we're recording this, and one of the ladies there 
was talking about how she had, you know, she would have a hard time when she did open up like her senses because it just felt like so much was flooding in from all places all at once. And I feel like that's another thing because we haven't as a society taken a lot of, at least in the United States, (laughs) taken a lot of time to sit with ourselves, even for a couple minutes a day, you know, we haven't taken that time to just stop and let ourselves just be. And so when we finally do, it does sometimes feel like a rush. It's like, oh, here's all my thoughts. Here's all my feelings. Oh, now I'm feeling the things that other people have put on me throughout the day, you know, and it, and it feels overwhelming. And so then they just stop and they're like, never mind. I'm just going to go keep my mind busy or I'm just going to go tune out somewhere because I can't deal with this. And what we walked through in my class, when she had said that um, someone else had offered some great advice and she was like, well, I used to have that happen and I just finally realized that I needed to let the rush come in and I needed to sit with the rush and eventually it died down. So something similar to what you said, but it's like, but even just letting yourself feel that overwhelm for a while because, and and she even equated it to like, it's like when you walk into a crowded room, she's like, it kind of feels like you're walking into this crowded room and there's so many people and it's so, you know, this, this room is so packed, but once you stand there long enough, you notice that everybody doesn't want to talk to you. Like they're just there. Right. And, and so the longer you stand there, the more you realize, oh, they're not really here for me. They don't really require my attention. They're just in this space. They're just in this room and only one or two people actually really want to talk to me right now. And so I can put my attention on just that rather than the flood that I feel like, oh, there's so many people and they're going to all come at me at once. You know, it's like we sometimes feel that overwhelm of like, I've sat here for two seconds and I'm getting this rush of all these emotions and all these thoughts. But if I sit there long enough and just let them move, then it's like, okay, they they do die down. And then only the big things, only the main things that really want our attention right now start to come in and they start to walk towards us. And it's like, oh, well, that's what I need to pay attention to right now. Or that's what, you know, my soul and my intuition is wanting me to work through right now at this moment or focus on right now at this moment. And I don't really have to talk to everyone in this room. (laughs) So yeah, I love that you said that. And it's just a a different way of looking at it. Yeah, it really is like a form of exposure therapy. Like anytime there is something new, something unfamiliar, again, when that's study of the brain, you understand that your brain is designed to protect you, which means it loves certainty. It loves familiarity. So anytime you're trying to quiet it, or you're trying to dig deeper and you're trying to look beyond blind spots or whatever it may be, or go into some uncomfortable emotions, your brain is going to show up with resistance. It is like, congratulations, you're normal. So if you have resistance (laughs) to meditation, congratulations, you're normal, but also all the more reason to just start slowly by slowly 
slowly and shedding all conditionings and expectations of what the meditation needs to look like or even how long it needs to be just practice in any capacity that you can. And for some people, they practice better with movement or other things going on. So maybe you need to try on a walking meditation. I mean, talk about sensory overload. When you realize how much information we are taking in at a rapid rate, go on a sensory walk and like go bit by bit through like one sense at a time. Like, what am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? And you realize how much at a, like all day long we are taking in and consuming information. But when we take walks all the time or we're going from point A to point B, we're not observing all of that information anymore. Why? Because it's now familiar and we can filter through what conversations in the crowded room need to be had. But when you're first experiencing that many senses, it can be overwhelming. And the only way to normalize it is to expose ourselves to that form of therapy bit by bit, piece by piece, time by time. And then pretty soon you can sift through the noise and you can get to the root of what needs to come up and what needs to be addressed that day. Totally agree. And so for you specifically, when you first started going from being a personal trainer into being a mindset alignment coach, how do you specifically start out connecting to yourself and, you know, getting to that headspace and that spiritual openness space, I guess you'd call it? Um, well, the journey really started with, uh, luckily, I do have this ability to pattern identify. And so it started with kind of being able to go back and retrace all the times in my life, especially sometimes it's our biggest moments, like our biggest miracles and, and our, those really memorable experiences. And I could go back to my past and I could see how a really impromptu thought came in and brought me to that point. And I started to be able to go back and identify all of these patterns that sometimes when the biggest breakthroughs that I had came in, they showed up when I defied logic, when it didn't make sense. I mean, even just how I gained my business defied logic. I said it out loud and I got a phone call at 7 a.m. the next day asking if I wanted to buy the studio. I had no intention of buying a gym, but I had the conversation the day before that like someone asked me if I could do anything, what I would do. I had been starting to feel this call for something bigger. I can use those words now because I've reflected and realized that I'm like, I was literally lamenting to my mom and I was like, I feel so excited. Something is coming and it's silly. Like it doesn't make sense. I don't know why I, why it is that I'm feeling whatever it is I'm feeling. I'm excited and I don't even know why. And so I had like quit my job to just figure out what I needed to quote unquote do next. Cause again, at that time I was very much, I have to do it to get it. And so I was also lamenting how I was frustrated because I didn't know what to do to get wherever it is I was supposed to go or whatever it is I was supposed to do. And she was like, well, if you could do anything, be anything, money, success, all of that was out of the picture. What would you do? And that was the first time I had even ever acknowledged or verbalized I'd have a studio. 
And not even 12 hours later, I get a phone call 7 a.m. on a Wednesday, like such an odd time for a phone call. I get a phone call at 7 a.m. from the studio that I just quit. And she's like, I know you just quit. So it doesn't make sense that I'm calling you, but I keep thinking about you. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be selling my studio. And before she even got off the phone, I was like, yes, (laughs) like, I don't know how to run a bit. I got to talk to my husband, but like, don't have any more conversations with anybody else because I can't explain how I know that I know that I'm supposed to do this, even though I've literally never done anything like it ever in my whole entire life. And I just barely acknowledged 12 hours ago that it was even something that I want to do, but I just know that this is my call. And so going back and revisiting some of these, I know people call them, you know, just tender mercies, miracles, um, all of these different instances in your life, these synchronicities retrace that. I mean, go back. And as you retrace it, you can find patterns. You can find commonalities. Was it a feeling? Was it a thought? What was it? And why did you trust it? Mm -hmm. Literally, you know, why make it make sense, but you did. And then look what happens. And sometimes just that proof is enough to help you continue to recultivate and deepen that trust and that connection to those feelings and those synchronicities and those experiences so that you can lean into and lead with them more. So that way it really started with identifying how it had showed up in my past through my pattern identification skills and then saying more of that, please. And then slowing down enough and taking off a lot of layers, taking off the things that, and just saying, I'm going to set it all down and I'm going to stand here totally unfamiliar, totally vulnerable, totally naked in the buff. And I'm only going to put back on what feels good. And at any point in time, if that thing that I put on no longer feels good, I get to take it right back off, like full permission. Alignment is not like a destination. It is a continual process. And you have to continually remind yourself and give yourself permission to take it off again, expand some more and try something new. And the more comfortable you get with being naked, the easier it becomes. And the clearer the connection also becomes because you're building that trust, you're building that confidence. And you start to really, again, understand and acknowledge when it shows up and how it shows up for you. And I love that you said that you just felt like something was coming and you got excited and you were like, I don't know what it is and it doesn't make any sense, but I feel it. And I, you know, and I, I don't know where it's coming from and I don't know anything else, like zero, zero information, but I just know that this is coming and I need to be ready for it. And so you quit your job to, to be ready for whatever it was that was coming. And so it sounds like it was just this knowing and feeling. So it feels like that's what, that's where you got yours. So the clear cognizance, the knowing, and then the clear sentience, the feeling. So I love that you said that because another reason is before I started learning Reiki, that was something that was coming to me. And it came to me a few different times the year before I even started Reiki. It was like, there's something, and I would tell my husband, there's something coming. I'm excited for it. It's big. I don't know what it is, but I need to be ready for it. And I kept getting that knowing even before my gifts opened up, even before I started remembering my gifts or anything. And it was just like, it was just popped in every once in a while. And then he finally said, 
well, maybe you need to go and get your energy balanced. And I'm like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? <laughs> He's like, there's people that do that. There's people that can balance your energy. I'm like, I've never heard of that before. And then shortly right after, like I found somebody that said they were a Reiki master and I was like, Reiki, what the crap is Reiki? And so I Googled it and it was like energy balancing. I'm like, okay, that's not a coincidence. Like, I think I, you know, and I'm curious, like for me, it's, it's been my, I guess, breadcrumbs have all been curiosity. Like, and I, and I feel like that's something that comes. It's just like, okay, if you're curious or just kind of drawn towards something, that's your soul leading you towards what it is you're really meant to do or what it is you're meant to experience next. You know, it's like the next step. And so the breadcrumbs led me to Reiki and then I started learning Reiki and then all this started coming up. You know, my other gifts started coming out and I was like, oh, and then the remembering, you know, as my gifts have been coming so fast and so quick, it's like, at first I thought, you know, why is this happening to me? <laughs> and, I bet. But then it's like, oh, no wonder this is happening to me, you know, like, that makes total sense that I would be able to do this. And, you know, you just start to remember yourself more and remember, again, something that you can't really explain. Yeah, I love that that it came to you in that form, too. And it's just like, okay, good. It's not just me. (laughs) Even though we know it's not just me, but like, it's just cool to hear it from somebody else, too. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's exactly it. And those are definitely my my strongest spidey senses, for sure, is the knowing and the feeling. And I find it's pretty common. Most of my clients can relate to the curiosity feature and the curiosity. Like that's a, it's a very human sense that people can understand and they can tune into and they can look for. So I always say like, how do you know if you're being called to something, if you're being drawn to something? And I'm like that curiosity, that's a great, great starting place. And it's a word that people can understand and relate to. So, and I think that curiosity of, getting to know yourself you know that it's that curiosity of self as well as curiosity to hmm why do I feel drawn that doesn't make sense I'm curious and following those those breadcrumbs and uh, I think that is a great place to start for most people right well and I think for me anyway I believe that the universe is curious and the the act of creating comes from curiosity what would come about this if I put these things together what would come about this if I created this what would it grow into what would it form you know and what would happen if I did this you know instead of what's normally been happening you know like what if I just added a little bit of flair to it and made it something just a little bit different, what what would that do? You know, and it's like, that's that curiosity is the spark of creativity and creation in general. And I feel like that's even, you know, why all of us are so different. It's like the universe is like, well, what if we put these two together? And now what if we put these two together? And now what would happen if we put these two together? (laughs) You know, and then I also feel like if you, you know, want to go into more kind of a woo-woo sense of like past lives. It's like, okay, you know, we, our souls were curious. Well, let me try this life out. Let me try this experience out and see how it goes. Okay. That was cool. You know, when do I want to come in and incarnate again, you know, and, and what do I want to do there? I'm curious. How can I build onto that in the next life? You know? (laughs) I love that. 
we think about the universe, it won't, I mean, even if we just go back to the science of the universe and the solar system and the black holes and you keep zooming into the sky and the more that you zoom into the sky, it just keeps becoming more and more and more expansive, right? So we know this scientifically that the universe is expansive, that the universe is abundant. This curiosity, just like you were explaining, it is the curiosity that creates and it's in that creation and it that is expansive. Curiosity is expansive and the universe is expansive. So it would just make sense that when there is curiosity around something, there is an opportunity to expand it. And if we are living in that abundance and we are, we are the universe, then it would make sense that that would be a trailhead, that that would be an initiator, that curiosity to creation process and how expansive and abundant that process is. Yes, for sure. I love that. And so I meditated before this and came up with a couple of things. And I'm glad we're talking about the universe because these things that came up of like, okay, here's what wants to be addressed, you know, during our conversation, it, it was more in a higher aspect way. And so I'm like, okay, I hope we're not just going to talk about like the, the everyday stuff, because we are like, it feels like we're going to go up, up a little bit. (laughs) And so here we are, and here we are. And it's like just a natural, you know, segue. And so one thing that came up that wanted to be discussed was the soul's mission and I was just like okay that's going to be an interesting conversation and and I just got told to discuss it so like having a discussion on what do you think like in a big picture in your own life picture like just in general like when you when you hear the term the soul's mission like what what kind of ideas come out for you uh, really interesting because I mean, it's never interesting. I mean, it, it's always interesting and fascinating. And I always use the term, I'm like, this is curious. This is, you know, but it's, it also all makes sense. This is, it just is. <laughs> this morning I woke up or like way well before my alarm with this very clear realization of um, some additional integration of things that I need to be speaking to and pulling into my practices and into my coaching. And it was a very clear drop in that my relationship with my husband has been a very, very long journey. And it's been a magical journey, but it's also been one of my most challenging journeys. And especially over the last two years, the evolution of it has been nothing short of miraculous And it's kind of just one of those experiences that you don't know what you're missing until you experience it on the other side. And I know that because I was in the middle where I'm like, oh, this is comfortable. This is fine. This is good. Like we're two good humans doing good things and like it's good and it's fine. But again, that curiosity of like, but also what could it, what could it be? And how could this be even more expansive? And so I've always felt this call to When I learn something and I know something, I am also met with this knowing that I I am here to educate and share. And so I've always used that. But over the last couple of years, I've really had to cultivate using my voice more openly and less filtered and sharing bigger, more expansive ideas and not 
hindering my voice because it might trigger somebody or offend somebody. So that's been its own journey in and of itself, which again, has helped me be able to better help others through a similar journey who also might have that same call and that same mission to open that throat chakra and utilize that and speak their truth. And um, so I find for me, a lot of my human experiences for my call and my purpose is to use my stories and my pattern identification skills and my intuition to bring all the pieces together to help it make sense for other people so that they can then go into this expanded space. But like I said, literally this morning, it was this very clear addition to relations and relationships and how they are our biggest mirror. And so in that mirror, there is a even bigger opportunity for them to be our biggest teachers. And so it was really clear that that is a space that I need to put some emphasis and focus into, at least for this next season of my life is using and sharing our story and the tools and the patterns and the spiritual and the physical and bringing it all together to help people experience a more expansive, more unconditional, truly unconditional, because most love that we experience in this human body is conditioned. And uh, so that was just some of the things that were coming through this morning is a lot of clarity on conditioned love versus unconditioned love. And you don't know one without the other. So we get to have that contrast and we get to experience both, both, but because I have been able to experience both ends of the spectrum, it gives me this beautiful space and this uh, ability to, to share that. Yeah. I love that. So that's more of your soul's journey, like your next step and the download that you received this morning was based Mm -hmm. off of, okay, we're going to implement more relationship focus into this next next step for you and and in in your soul's journey. Yeah. And none of that finding my soul's journey in this timeline, in this incarnation is not going to be somebody else's, but the only way I could have gotten to it is through the art of cultivating that trust and cultivating that alignment and cultivating that connection, starting with the curiosity. And then when I, even now, if I wake up before my alarm and I'm, I might try to roll over and go back to sleep, but if I can't, I'm like, there is energy here and there's something that wants to come through. And instead of fighting it or forcing it, I get up and I sit with it. And that's usually when I get some of my biggest downloads is if I wake up before an alarm and I can't pretty immediately go back to sleep, then I'm like, okay, we're supposed to be up. Something is trying to come through and I'm going to be with it. And so just watching for the patterns, bringing awareness to what, what tendencies and how does, you know, source show up for you and move through you and trust it, explore. It's even the curiosity in the practices. Like I said, one day I was like, what if I just got up instead of just tossed and turned? What could happen? Like that alone is curiosity, right? And so I couldn't have had this guidance and this clarity on my calls and be able to really truly answer them and understand them with clarity and absolute trust if I didn't start with literal curiosity around I wonder why this is happening. I wonder if I did this instead of this. And I wonder if something wants to come through. I wonder if, and boom, that's how we expand and that's how we align. Right. I love that. And for me, I believe that every soul's journey is different, but initially 
goes back to the source because, you know, I, I also believe that we are a piece of the universe and, you know, collectively we create, we make the universe, but it, with, with everything around us too. And so, it, you know, it definitely is about our relationships, not just with uh, other people, but our relationships with nature and, you yes. know, and even with ourselves, especially like, because we like, to know yourself is to know other people too. And so for me, I, I do love just the question of the soul's journey and I, I like to ruminate on it, but it, it really, for me, always ends up boiling down to curiosity and creation. You know, I, I believe that that's a piece of all of our soul's journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm just saying this is, part of Naomi, that's what I see. And that's what I believe right in this moment. And so, you know, I know it can be a lot more expansive than that, but that's what I believe right now. And it's, so it's like, for me anyway, it's like, you're going to draw in people that are here to be curious and that are here to create, create their own experiences and also stepping into how much we can create just with our energy, like literally. And, and I've been exploring that for the last year, especially, um, to actually, and just like really stepping more into that and seeing the impact that just changing my energetic space within me and changing my own beliefs is creating that reality in my outer, you know, real world. But it's just like, oh, wow. Well, what else can I do? Like I manifested, you know, or, or I guess when I was first learning manifestation or creation, it's just like, you know, okay, well, let me start small. Like, and so I started with the parking space. It's like, okay, every, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say that every time I go somewhere, it doesn't matter where I always get a front row spot. Like, let's start there. Let me see if I can create that in my physical reality. If, if I just change my energy around it, you know, to where I believe it, And I believe that I can create that for myself and it can come true in my physical reality without anything else, like nothing else happening. I'm not forcing anything. I'm just going to create. And so I did. I just started saying it out loud every time I would start driving, you know, I would be trying to find a parking space anywhere. I was like, I always get a, I always get a front row spot. I always get a front row spot. And so then it would start happening like 25% of the time. And I I just kept doing it. And then it was like 50% of the time and then 75%. And now it's almost, you know, all the time I do, it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter how full the parking lot is. It doesn't matter anything. Like I always go to the front because I'm like, it doesn't matter. I always get a front row spot and then someone will pull out and I'm like, see, boom, there it is. That's for me. You know, (laughs) just like, where's my spot? Because the universe heard my order and it's delivered. And that's just what I get. And so, you know, I started there, but then I started working with my relationships, Um, started with my husband, we split up in 2020 for most of 2020. And it was just like, okay, what have I created? You know, my inner work was, was, I was asking myself, well, what, why have I created this reality in my life? And how can I create a new one where the relationship works the way that I truly want it to work in the way that I truly know that my husband wants it to work. Like, where can it, how can it flow? But first of all, what do I want it to look like? And then, okay, great. Now working with the universe, how can I create that, you know, and bringing it, you know, working with my spirit team, my guides, my angels, and, and 
bringing them forward and working together and then saying, okay, we're going to do this together just to play, just to try it out. Like, I want to see if this will really work. And me and my husband didn't have to go to counseling because we tried that and it didn't work. And, and really it was just a communication gap. He wasn't wrong and I wasn't wrong. There was nothing big that happened. It, it just wasn't clicking. There was things that weren't clicking within us. And it was like, but I, but I see your point. And he's like, well, I see your point, but we still have our own perspectives and they don't match. And so now what do we do? It's like, I was standing on a cliff, he was standing on a cliff and there was no bridge, you know, and we're like, we, we can't figure it out. And so we tried to get another people involved and they were like, well, you guys did everything you were supposed to. So it's just not meant to be, but we felt differently. Like we're like, but there's, it's not finished though. There's, there's something still there. Like, but we can't get past this and we don't know how to, and we're so smart. Like, how can we can't figure it out in our brains had to separate and go within both of us. He was, he was doing his work. I was doing mine. And then, yeah, I was just like, okay, what do I want to create? And once I figured that out, then I just started doing the same thing. I started manifesting it and saying, okay, I believe that I can have this. Let me get rid of anything that counteracts that belief that I can't, you know, all these things, all these things where I believe I'm unworthy, where I believe that I'm not seen, I'm not heard. I, you know, I'm, I'm less than in any way than other people that do have this, like, you know, let me work through all of those and yeah, we didn't have to do counseling. I just worked on my stuff. He worked on his stuff and we kind of connected every once in a while, but didn't really have a lot of conversations around it. And it just naturally all clicked into place. And it's been like the best few years of our marriage. And we've been married for almost 16 years now. And it's just like completely shifted it. But then I started doing it with my kids too. Like I had a problem with my kids and I was like, oh, great. Like, I don't want to have these conversations over and over again with them where we're button heads. And, you know, I like, why can't I figure this out? And it was like, check your energy, shift it, do something different. And so I believe that that's what our soul's mission is, is to like, like what Dolores Cannon said, figure out how to manipulate and move energy and, and, and do it in a way that is curious and is, and, you know, creating, creating something new in your own way and what that looks like. And once you get that, process like you said when you when I figure out the process then I can replicate it and it makes it easier and easier every time and I don't have to go through all the 500 steps that I did at the beginning I could just like turn it on and say oh I noticed that this is happening I know how to change it I know how to how to move that energy now boom it's done and we're moving forward and so you know you're becoming the master of that and and working with your intuition and working with your spirit team and you know you I, I believe you just have to define what that is for you exactly yeah. and I'm I totally align with the with the belief that we are ultimately all here to to create or to return to our creator essence that that is innately in us and I do find that we are the most fulfilled, but so often in this human experience, we hear the word create and we think of all the work and all of the hustle and all of the doing that is required to create or get or acquire or manifest. And in that, yes, that is one way to to create your existence. If I want to paint my wall, I could drive to the store, pick out a paint color, buy the paint color, come home and paint it myself. 
but there's also other creative solutions where I could call painters and have them do it for me, right? Like there's other, there's so many ways for, and there's miracles and things beyond my own capacity that I can't see where someone could knock on my door and say, Hey, I'm an apprentice and I'm looking for walls to paint. I want to paint, paint your wall, wall yeah. right? <laughs> and when you can you create that experience. You can yeah. create that experience say, you know what? I'm going to see if I can just manifest that some, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to see if I can just manifest someone that wants to come forward and do it for me. Like, I'm going to see if I can create that and I'm going to move the energy to make that a possibility. And I'm just going to see and play with that and see if I can manifest that. That's what I did with my last job. I literally manifested a job and I wasn't even technically looking. I didn't apply for it. They found me and they reached out and they had reached out for a session and I ended up getting a job from them because I had wanted to find a part-time job or, you know, just a job job, like a a nine to five, because I was just like, okay, I don't know where to go from here. So from in the meantime, while I'm still working this out, I want to get a job. So I got a job in January and I literally just quit last week because it was like, okay, you know, the universe was like, yep, it's, it's time. You're ready to move forward. You learned everything you needed to learn here, but yeah, I just was like, okay, yep. I want that. And I don't want to have to put in a billion applications because that's draining. Like I just want it to show up. I want to have good pay. I want to have the right environment. Like I don't want to have to worry about anything. I don't want to have to worry about doing crappy stuff. Like it's all just going to come. And then, yep, sure enough, it's like, Hey, oh, I noticed that you have this background too. Do you know, have you been looking for a job? And I'm like, well, yes and no. <laughs> but I do that with clients too. Like I'm ready to work. I'm calling in clients and then people will just show up out of Narnia and like, hey, I want a session. Hey, can you help me with this? And it's like, sure can. Cause that's how I want to work now. I want to work that way. And I don't want to push and I don't want to force and I don't want to have to you know, go out and find. I want it to flow naturally where our energy is just automatically aligned. They're searching and I'm ready to receive, you know, and, and work together. And so it's like, it, it works and it's ease with ease. And so, yeah, it's just fun to play with that, but I love how you said that super yeah. cool. Really and is. going with that, like, um, another thing that came up was why do you feel like people are opening up to their spirituality now? Well, I, I think it's the ripples. It's the the waves. We don't even realize like we were, we've just been talking about energetically when we change ourselves, your reality literally cannot stay the same. If you change your own energy, your own inner being, and you become expansive, you are sending out these expansive ripples and waves. You also become proof. People begin to feel safer to try new beliefs on. They feel safer taking off and shedding layers and conditionings. They feel safer dipping their toes in the water when they have somebody that they like, know, or trust that did it and they've changed. I want what they have. Success leaves clues. To me, success has nothing to do with wealth and things of the world. Success to me is joy, an expansive joy in this journey. And that leaves clues. And so when you start living an aligned life, 
people can't deny what they experience. And again, your outside world, your external world, your reality will shift to match and align with your energy. And so the people around you are A, given the permission to do the same thing, and B, they are given their permission to do their inner work. And they now have resources and connections that can help them and support them. So I think in this day and age, especially, we are more supported in our work and in our journey, and we have access to more tools and more resources. And so it's becoming so much less taboo to talk about the woo-woo and to, you know, dive in. And then again, because reality is shifting, science is showing up to match and validate. And like, there is proof that the woo-woo and the metaphysical is a lot less out there than people originally believed. So I just say, keep making, keep making your ripples because you're actually making waves that this generational trauma and breaking these, you know, these cycles, it's a very real thing. And I've seen it happen very quickly in our lives, in our immediate family and our extended family. And I have aunts that have been doing the work and doing their own work. And everybody thought they were so crazy for doing their work and living their authentic truth. But because of that, it's literally those ripples and those waves are affecting the lineage. And sure enough, she was a person that I could confide in, that I could go to when I started to question things and, and try to make more sense of it all. So having these resources, these tools, and then technology also is here and it does serve. And I mean, look at us having this podcast and this conversation because of technology so that these tools and these messages can be more widely received. So those ripples are turning into waves at a much far more expansive rate than ever before. And I'm so, so excited for it. Yes, I totally, totally agree. And I was going to ask you that too. um, And you, and you kind of touched on it, but have you noticed even with clients that, you know, the more work that we do as coaches, it feels like anyway, in my experience, that it's accelerated in our clients and also in our family. Like they don't have to do as much work as we went through, right? <laughs> exactly. I And that was, it's so funny. It was part of my download this morning too, is I woke up thinking about generational trauma. And, you know, we hear that word thrown around a lot. And over the last couple of years, I've really started to be able to piece it together and make that make more sense. But it was this very clear knowing of that is a very real thing. And the more work that I do, the less work they have to do. And I was having a conversation just, was it this week? I think it was this week about the exact same concept of it passes along because we are no longer passing along the conditions that really kind of created and culminated the whole, all of this trauma in the first place. And so if we just give them permission to never have to put on all of those layers and have to carry all of those conditions, then they never experience that calcification of those conditionings. And so that is this generational trauma. And so as we do our work, we are quite literally expediting the journey of the people around us. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And one thing that in my practice, as I'm working through my own blocks and and feeling things come up and I can feel like it's not just mine, but also ancestral 
or even, you know, beyond whether you believe in star seeds or, you know, any of that. It's like, I, I clear the gamut when I'm clearing stuff. It's like, okay, I'm clearing it in this lifetime, but I'm also clearing it in other lifetimes and in galactic lifetimes and any other lifetimes that I don't even know about, but I want it cleared. <laughs> I want this, I want this completely cleared, but then I'm also clearing it in the future too. Like I'm clearing it in my, my, both of my son's DNAs. I'm clearing it in my niece's DNA. Like I'm clearing it ahead of time so that this crap does never, ever come back. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm paving the road, you know, for, for anything future to, to not have to experience this. And because I'm the creator of my own experience and my own reality, if we're not changing people, when we say we want to, we want to experience this behavior in somebody, you know, if they're in our space, I believe that we have the ability to say, this is what behavior I want to receive from you in this space, because it's my space. Like, and if it resonates, then you'll come into my space. If it doesn't resonate with you, then you won't even come into my space. And, and that's okay too. Like it's perfect. And so this is the behavior that I'm, I'm calling forward in my lineage moving forward. And so if at any point there's a grandbaby, great, great, great grandbaby, whatever, that does not resonate with this, then that's totally fine. They're going to have their own journey, you know, but for the most part, like this is the avenue that I'm paving for this energy, not this way of being, not this personality or, you know, this trait of, of any sort. It's like, this is the energy that I'm holding for future generations to thrive in, to, to be a part of if they resonate with that. And so it's just like, I'm, I'm continuously paving the way even forward as I'm clearing stuff from behind. And then as I'm clearing generational stuff, if I feel like, okay, this is within me, I also invite my ancestors to come forward and I can feel them. And then I'm like, or, and even if you don't see them, even if you don't feel them, like just say, Hey, I want all my ancestors to come forward because I'm clearing something. And if there's anything generational here, then everybody gets their own crap. Like everyone takes care of their own crap. I'm not clearing up anyone else's crap. I'm clearing up mine from all my past lives and everything, but everybody's responsible for their own crap. And so, but we're going to clear it all right now. <laughs> so I'm calling everybody forward that has some crap here that's related to this, this block that I, that I have, or this conditioning that I have, like everyone come in, grab your own crap, clear it as I'm clearing mine. So that way it, it doesn't keep getting passed on. So, and then I'm also grabbing the future stuff that I've already passed on to my kids and I'm pulling it back to the present moment and saying, nope, that's not getting passed on because I'm clearing it right now because time and space don't exist. My oldest son is usually a really good mirror for the things that are going on with me. So like he's, he's kind of like a right after I start experiencing something, then I feel like I cleared it. And then he comes along and starts mirroring and I'm like, oh, great. I didn't clear it. <laughs> like I didn't, get, I didn't get that part because now he's acting the way that I just acted, you know? And so then I go back and I'm like, okay, let me, let me pull that back to me because obviously he's mirroring something that's in me that I probably 
somehow passed on. This isn't his crap. This is my crap. But let me grab that <laughs> yeah. so that I can clear it. And then he, he never talks about it again and he's totally fine and it's never come up again. And I'm like, okay, good. Now we cleared it. Now we've done it. Well, <laughs> yeah. and it's also the power of intention too, because like you said, like you're changing your energy. It's really the only change that is happening because the only change that we actually can tangibly touch, feel, taste, experience is our own. And so as you energetically change and you believe that you had this experience and that you cleared all of this energetically, you show up in this reality as that version of Naomi. And in that, those waves and those experiences and the way that you show up and you behave and you change, it can't not impact and create those same waves because vibrationally you are now different. And so I like, I just always love to pull it back into the science that no, we know that everything is energy. So if for no other reason, despite what your beliefs are of how the ethers and the galaxy work, you show up energetically different, your reality will change. The vibrations around you will change and it will realign energetically. You will show up differently in certain circumstances because you have a different set of operating beliefs because you now believe that you have healed and you have cleared that. And so that is no longer a block. It's no longer an issue. It's no longer that limiting belief. And so the power of this work is so crucial and so important, irregardless of what your beliefs or constructs around what that looks like is it is transformational period yes I love that you brought that up the the vibrations that's so true and the way that people can go about it can be their own like that's that's how I did it I and and I literally made the shit up as I went like I was like okay if I feel like this isn't just my stuff I can feel it in other other ancestors and I can actually see it in my mom my grandma my you know like whoever else like literally in my ancestors that are still alive what can I do like what you know and I just make it up in my head is like okay if I'm if I think that I'm gonna clear generational trauma what does that look like to me and that's what it ended up becoming is like okay well I don't want to clean up everyone else's shit. They can clean up their own. Like, so I'm going to call them up and I'm going to tell them all to come forward. I'm going to have everybody grab their own crap and clear it. And I can walk through my stuff and they can do it the way that I'm doing it, or they can do it in their own way, but it's getting cleared. Like It's getting and done. Yep. And I'm going to feel and see and make sure that it is cleaned up. And if somebody has something, I'm going to go down the line and say, Hey, what is this? You didn't pick this all the way up. Do I need to clear it up? Do I need to clear something within me too that is around this that's kind of connected to it? And sometimes I do. It's like, oh, they're just showing me that there's another aspect that I need to look at as well that also needs to be cleared at the same time. Okay, cool. Thanks for bringing that up. And I'm glad there was only one or two of you that had that. And so let's keep going. You know, so that's what's worked for me. But other people like to, you know, 
call in archangels and okay clear that up or let me imagine this white light coming in and you know just clearing things like you can literally make this shit up in your head because it's true to you and like you said when you come out of it you vibrate differently so it doesn't matter how you want to do it like trust yourself and trust that oh that feels good to me and it feels like it's cleared and know that when you come out of it you will vibrate differently and then you can see the results like physically in your environment am I still attracting the same things am I still you know experiencing the same pattern over and over again or is it is is it not there anymore am I experiencing something new now that I actually wanted like you can actually see if it worked or not and then if it didn't quite work all the way, then you go back and you envision something else. Okay, let me make it a brighter light. Let me make it, you know, something more powerful. Let me bring in a dragon. Let me, you know, like get get weird, you know? Yes. <laughs> like do something, you know, continue to work on it until you get down your process. Because now I know that this is my process. I know that anytime I feel this and I feel like, oh, I can feel that there's other baggage that isn't mine then it's generational so this is how I do it and it works for me you just got to play with it and figure it out and then oh that yep that took care of it my son's not mirroring anything any anymore I feel really good about it and so we did just shift the vibration and we're vibrating differently now and in a new space so I love that you brought up the vibrations so tell us where we can find you where we can follow your work where we can book a, a coaching session or do you have packages? Like tell us all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, you can find me. I hang out on Instagram the most at Nikki Revis. Uh, you can find my website, NikkiRevis.com. That's going to have all of my different offerings. I have a virtual mastermind. I have one-on-one breakout sessions and a couple other things up my sleeve coming soon. So that will all be on NikkiRevis.com or just come hang out with me and chat in my DMs at Nikki Revis on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to connect and hang out for a little while and talk about all this awesome stuff. As you can tell, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm a super geek about all of this. And so I could talk about it for hours. (laughs) But same. So literally my pleasure and any time.